Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is your AEW review with me, your boy, Big Tasty. As always, I am joined once again. He's back, just like Ring of Honor. It's Jay Luff. How's it going, mate? Hey, yo. I'm good, man. Ready for a, a mammoth week of wrestling. So we've got like... Um, I presume we're watching Supercard of Honor, so we've got like three pay-per-views and three nights, basically. Well, because I ordered the um, because I ordered the collective on Fight TV, which is this is a top tip for anyone who's buying the collective or also wants to watch Supercard of Honor. With with Fight TV, you get like credits back for everything you order. Yeah. So I got the exact amount of credits for Supercard of Honor from buying the collective. Oh shit! So your reward so for I, your, your reward for buying too much wrestling is more wrestling. Is another wrestling show I was going to buy anyway. Yes. <laughs> So, I've also yeah. seen a few people say that it might be cheaper to subscribe to Honor Club for a month because I'll take a tenner. I don't know if Supercard of Honor is included in that. All right, but it's worth looking into. Some people are saying it might be worth doing it that way. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do it all on Friday and have a mad panic at about five to one and sort it somehow. Just come to us, much of you. Yeah, I might actually do that to be fair. That's, that's easier, and then we can do like a little watch along or something. Uh, yeah, so maybe, maybe, maybe we see that content coming up. Anyway. Um, we need to talk about it feels weird doesn't it like because we've obviously we had Revolution a few weeks ago and now everything else like Supercard of Honor is back um, the Collective's about to happen WrestleMania's about to happen and AEW we're just like in the middle of their like pay-per-view cycle now. they're just like ah yeah we're not doing anything particularly massive they're just like plugging along and, and sort of and sort of k- kick along these storylines which is fine which is good but it feels weird that they're the, they're the only company not doing a big show like this weekend yeah, especially well, they are they're doing a uh, supercard of Um It's a different company. They're both owned by Tony Khan, but it's a different yeah, company. Yeah, I, I was going to say Tony Khan said that he wasn't going <coughs> to do anything WrestleMania week, <coughs> but then he buys Ring of Honor, who run a pay per view that goes head to head with the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so technically is. Um, also, there's absolutely going to be AW talent showing up on that. Isn't it? No, there is. No, I mean, other than those that are announced. O- other than news announced, I mean. I, I think if if one of Danielson or Punk doesn't come out to confront, let's face it, it's Gresham who's going to win. It's... Um, then I think that's. I, I can't. I can't see a world where that doesn't happen. I I had the theory that I said to you the other week that I thought Hangman was going to like do it, and then they'll do like champion versus champion, and then it gives it gives Gresham a nice feud going in to AW gives Hangman something to do because he does feel like he's kind of spinning his wheels a bit at the moment. Yeah. And it, it's a good way of showcasing John, like like the way they did with um with Danielson where they literally brought him in and his first like big feud was Hangman. I think it is though uh, and, Hangman has got no belt pal. Hmm? Hangman has got no belt. That's true. That's true. Maybe what, if Adam, what if Adam Cole shows up with the AW title? <coughs> Adam Cole's been teasing on Twitter that he might go after the ring of on the title again. 
just 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 throw that one out there. Think about that. Um, I I I get the impression there's going to be a big debut, maybe some Ojo. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe would be lovely. What if? What if after Gresham wins, Bandito steals the belt, and we get Bandito and Cole versus Gresham and Hangman? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that that would be pretty good, to be fair. <laughs> I, think, I think the thing is, like, it it seems like they're gonna want to hit the ground running with Ring of Honor, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, he, he's Tony's kind of like said a few things about it where he said like how he wishes he had like a couple of weeks of TV to build up the matches more because they've had like the YouTube stuff where they've done like video packages and things like that. But other than that, like the build for Gresham and Bandy, that was largely been on um, like Terminal shows. Yeah. Or like it with Gresham being like the traveling world champion doing like the indies and cut promos about that or about um, he did call up uh, Danielson and Punk the other day after he's, a match. He is desperate to fight them, isn't he? Like, fucking desperate. Well, that's what he said when we interviewed him. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he, heard said, that, he heard that right here on the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. He, he said um, that because, like, he grew when he got into wrestling, Ring of Honor was kind of the thing that got him really into wrestling. Hmm. Um, that, or that, sorry, not that got him really into it, made him want to do it. Um, that was like the 2005, 2006, like Punk Danielson era. Yeah. Um, because of that, he's like really like attached to like that kind of old guard of Ring of Honor, which is cool. So, well, speaking, I, of, I, speaking of throwbacks, should we talk about the first match on this week's Dynamite? Yeah, this was a um, because this was a hell of a throwback. Uh, yeah. Important, important to stress that. So this, this actually, this dino took place on was it the twenty third anniversary, twenty fourth, twenty fifth anniversary was it of um, Brett B. Stonefield the double thing? Oh, really? I I didn't even know that. That's pretty. That's quite a cool little fact. I did not know that. So, I mean, if you're thinking about two guys who might play into that, then. I could probably tell you that two of the two of the guys at the top of the list of people who would bring that into the match would be CM Punk and Dax Harwood. And I think they definitely did that. There was a lot of emphasis on submissions in this match, more so than you'd expect to see from these two guys normally. This reminded me quite a lot of Breath versus Owen. Yeah. And the 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 fact that on Twitter they've been going, oh, I love Bret Hartmore, no, I love Bret Hartmore is quite a nice little touch. There were some really interesting little details in and around this match. So first of all, um Dax sends cash to the back. Mm. Well, they, they've kind of teased that the turn and FTR face, haven't they? Yeah. Um, Very much so on this episode of Dynamite, in particular. Obviously, with the fact that um, that they're wrestling a heel team next week would indicate that that's the way they're going. Also, because, let's face it, we're getting FTR versus the Young Bucks sooner rather than later. Yeah, with the, with the, the swap dynamics, so you're going to get FTR. I mean, FTR, they got screwed in both the Battle Royals, didn't they? By yeah. Red Dragon and the books. Red Dragon, yeah. Um, so here you get the ass boys getting in Dax's face. Uh, they sacked Tully the other week, and he was like the the arch, like mega heel, wasn't he? Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on here to suggest that that um, the FTR are definitely turning face. And this, we'll talk about it in a second. There's a, the very interesting promo that they cut after this match as well on the Aspoys, which is which is excellent. I mean, this match was just great, wasn't it? It was. You remember when we said that Dax Hall was like the most underrated singles guy in AW? Oh, he's so good. Like, and the thing is as well, like, 
everyone seems to think like Cash is better as well, but we've not really seen much of Cash singles. So imagine what Cash is going to be like when he just busted out. But I, I remember reading um, an interview with Finn Balor a few years ago, and he said um, they were they asked him like who's like the most underrated person in NXT, and at the time it was when FTR were there, and he said Dax Harwood. Yeah. Um, he said like he's he's the best wrestler, like wrestler's wrestler. There. Well, what was his what was his WWE name? Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson. You would have said Scott Dawson, presumably at the time. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and also interestingly as well from uh, Regal's podcast with Jericho, Cash Wheeler is a student of Regal. Oh right. He, he um was the what Regal said he was like um that Cash Wheeler was like the last sort of person in NXT that he was kind of like mentoring. Yeah, uh, speaking of Cash Wheeler, he actually he actually does come out again uh, later on in his match after that horrible fucking mm. suplex spot. That was fucking grim. <laughs> Where they both like sort of suplex each other like over the top rope and the other just crash and burn on the outside. That was... Oh. Yeah, yeah. Th- this was it. What was cool about it for me was that it was a very... Which the, thing with, the thing with punk matches is sometimes like people get kind of like bogged down by the fact that Punk shouldn't be even with a lot of these guys. But it was very much like Punk had the advantage for the majority of the match. Punk was like, and Dax was fighting from underneath. Yeah. And every time Dax got an opening, it was like, oh, fucking hell, Dax is really good. Like there was a bit <laughs> earlier on where like Brian Harwood <laughs> went for the headbutt and Punk just moved out of the way. Yeah. Um, and every, every time Dax did hit like a big move, it felt like it was it could have won in the match, like when he hit the uh, the um, rebound Liger bomb off yeah. the rope. Oh, that was uh, so good. Yeah, and the landing punk took as well was horrible. Like yeah. he landed like on his side as he took it. Um, I thought he dislocated the shoulder the way he landed. It looked really nasty. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really close match. Um, when like the opportunities were that were there for Dax. Um, as you say, Cash only came down when uh, there was like the kind of like injury spot where it, he was worried for his tag partner, and even then, Cash wasn't getting involved in the match. Really, oh, he literally just checked on him, and then as soon as Dax rolled back in the ring, that was it. Like because he rolled back in the ring and at the elbow straight away off the top. There was no attempt for Dax to like get rid of Punk off the top rope or anything like that. Yeah, um, that there was a re really, really cool reversal as well near the end where Punk went for the GTS. And that, this was where I thought it was over. Like, Punk goes to the GTS. Usually it means, yeah, game over. Um, and Dax actually reversed it into a sharpshooter. Yeah, yeah, that was superb. Which was awesome. And then that, that like, led to Punk, like, rolling through an Anaconda device and Dax. Um, as I say, like, if it, it sounds like Brett's coming in, doesn't it? Yeah. And it would make sense around now. They've got the Owen coming up, bringing Brett. Um, but th- this is a match where, you're like, you know, for a fact, Bret Hart watched that and go, "I love this shit." Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. This was this was designed to like to tickle that particular like section yeah. of the fan base, wasn't it? Brett, I get a real kick out of watching that. But yeah, so Punk wins with the Anaconda Vice, which is a, <laughs> a collector's item. Yeah, he's only one. He only only the person who beats Daniel Garcia, there, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, sounds. So next up, then we had a Chris Jericho promo. They showed a picture of John Silver as a teenager. Has anyone from AW like not met their, their heroes as a child? Because it seems like everybody 
in AEW has got a picture with someone else on the AEW roster when they were a kid. What for me, I had a bit of an issue with this. So, and the reason being is because it it was Jericho who did it. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, mainly because whenever they do a really clever and cool angle in AEW, three weeks later, you know Jericho's going to try and replicate it. Yeah. Case in point, this like those fucking zero heat on this for them to go. Oh look, John John Silver met Chris Jericho when he was a child. <clears throat> it's not like it's not like the Punk MJF thing where it was like no. I mean, it's a, it's the type of thing you could have put on Twitter like an hour before the show started. You didn't, yeah, you didn't, it didn't need like a three minute promo on the show. Yeah, like the like Punk and MJF they were like battled into a feud. They were like in the in like the depths of the feud. And like MJF told that like massive rambling story about how he, he met Punk and it, you know, how Punk let him down and all this and it was all tied yeah. into the storyline. Yeah, whereas what what this, oh, Chris Jericho was like, look, John Silver met me when he was a kid. Great. Good for John Silver. Um, and like, the, there was the other thing, obviously Jericho tried to replicate the, um, the, the Punk and Eddie Kingston feud with like the sort of promo they cut on each other um i, I don't know it's just I, jericho's at the moment like i don't want to use the word lazy because i don't think it's laziness i think it's just he's real like jericho's at the point where he's like a cool dad trying to impress his kids and he's yeah. just like he's just like oh they like that so i'll do it now it's like don't worry kids i'm on that tiktok that you like yeah but like the, the thing is, the, the issue I've got with it as well, and it, maybe it's just Jericho trying to get heat on himself, is that, like, you've got you've got uh, Taz, for example, um, bringing up how, like, WWE copied an AEW, a, a few AEW storylines. That's that's up for debate whether they did. It's, it's a very contentious thing whether they did anyway. What Taz was complaining about was, like, the Kevin Owens-Austin thing. I can't even remember who he was complaining about. Like, oh, was, he was saying they copied it because Don Callis did the fake out with Kenny, uh, Kenny's music. Oh, yeah. But that was when uh, MJ, it was when MJF <laughs> did that with Punk, wasn't it? But then Punk actually came out. With Punk as well, yeah. But, like, that's, uh, that, that's like, one of the oldest tropes in wrestling. Yes. Yeah. The heel plays the face music and the face isn't there. But yeah, then and the, then the, the, the thing AW did that was different was the Punk actually came out. Yeah, so someone, someone brought up the fact that... Um, the, the fact that like Chris Candido did it with Taz after Taz left ECW. Yeah. It's 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 and one Taz of the it's, like, it's, it's one of the oldest trims from wrestling. Yeah. Like they've done, it's been done throughout for the, but, throughout the years, and it, you know. Yeah, but like don't don't throw the stones that way when you've got someone within the company doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I, as I say, obviously Jericho's whole thing right now is he's leaning into his WWE thing, which again. You could even argue that it feel Jericho's current character for me feels like he's kind of just like seeing Matt Cardone is getting really fucking popular with what he's doing and gone. I'm going to do that. Yeah, it does, it does a bit, doesn't it? And again, maybe it's Jericho trying to get like more heat on it because he knows what he's doing and he is a very fucking smart guy when it comes to this shit. You don't know if it's if it's just tone deafness or he's just really trying to wind up the smarks and he's really like, yeah, right. it's really hell with this one because like I I said to you um, the other week that literally. The Jericho Appreciation Society is just the inner circle, but they've swapped out Santana and Ortiz and Sammy for Daniel Garcia and 2.0. And like, 
even even the way they portray the tag team in the sense that you've got an established team there, but Jericho's adamant of wanting to team with the younger, hotter I talent. Think, I think that's kind of part of the joke, though. It's like I, Jer- I Jericho's, Jericho's gone on like it's a reincarnation, it's a reinvention, but it's not. It's I the exact same thing. That's what I mean. I think I think it is, but at the same time, it's like it is great on me a bit that he's literally like <laughs> he's literally doing stuff that I've called WWE for the same the same way I would call them out for it. I'd call AEW out for it, which like I am doing doing something bad has a piss take of something bad. I think you're doing is still bad. Can sometimes yeah can still still sometimes mean it's bad, and I, I feel like that's. That's the way I feel towards like, the Jericho appreciation. If I brewed a bad beer as a piss take of calling, it still tastes bad. Yeah. Like, it's still not a good idea. <laughs> you know? it, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I don't know. But what one of the highlights of um, this is um, the fact that 2.0, now Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Oh, sorry, yeah, cool. Daddy Magic Matt Menard. And Cool Hand Ange- Angelo Parker. Cool Hand Angelo Parker. Um, I love the fact that Daddy Magic has changed his Twitter handle to Daddy Magic now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's already got a blue tick for it. Um, <laughs> you love to see it. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 I'd say that's like one of the few like kind of things that I re- I'm really pleased about with this is that they are kind of getting the opportunity to cut like more promos. And I'm just glad Matt Menard gets to do <laughs> big cocaine face on TV all the time now. Yeah, I and. It's cool because, like, that's one thing which I was surprised about that he's actually given them the mic time. Yeah, like they're getting as much mic time as Jericho in these segments, and that's that's one thing I do like. Um, I love I just love like um, Matt is just adamant that there shouldn't be any people singing along to Judas. Yeah, he just hates it so much. He hates it so much. <laughs> well, Chris Jericho's such a nice guy that he'll let them have it. <laughs> oh well, speaking of uh, speaking of Judas soon though. Oh god, definitely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Matt and Jeffs, uh, should we move on to the second match, which was the the new, old, new Matt and Jeff? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not quite sure where they fit. The Hardy Boys, Darby Allen, Sting versus Private Party and the Butcher of the Blade in a eight man Texas Tornado match uh, with no rules, anything goes. But the pin still has to happen in the ring, and that well, that played to the ending because it was hilarious. Um, I mean, this match was just rollicky good fun, wasn't it? It was just everything. Uh, I love a bit of fucking crazy bollocks like like this. And like I um at Revolution when they did the um the six man version of this and it was like we were all kind of writing it off like I don't really see the point of it being on the card and then it happened and it was like, Oh that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, was, yeah, this, this my, yeah, it was one of my favourite matches of the night just because it was just chaos. And it this this was just like Amplified what we got at Revolution, basically. Um, it was mad, wasn't it? Because it was like, I mean, any match where the big sexy butch throws Darby down the stairs is, is a good time. I thought he was going to power bomb down the stairs. <laughs> or just like throw him. Oh, that would have been. Yeah, oh. the way he was swinging him round, I was like, he's not going to fucking power bomb. I thought he was going to, like, I thought they were going to have people at the bottom of the stairs and he was just going to jackknife power bomb down the stairs. Um, yeah, but Butcher, like, as well, got to got to bring up the fact that Butcher looks like a million bucks right now. Oh God, he looks like he's eating souls on the regular. It's, it's like, incredible. That, that transformation's amazing, but also, like, his ring works just, like, seem sort of, like, got up a, no- a notch. Yeah. You can tell, I mean, I, I don't want to, like, make assumptions, but you can tell that maybe he's, like, he hasn't got to worry about his band anymore. I mean, it's just sucks because mm. the band were awesome. But, 
he's focused like entirely 100 on wrestling now and it's if, if this is the if this is like a switch then it's really showing and it's really paying off for him in the ring mm. um big yikes moment of the night big big one the moment that gave me the absolute fear was a private party putting my hardy through a table off the stage yeah um that or didn't um didn't he do a spot just before that as well where uh, Mark Wen did the shooting star off the top of the ramp. Yes. Um, yeah, I like I liked the private party thing. It was a callback to the Matt Hardy Edge feud um, that they had in like 2005. Private parties, like they've very quietly gotten very good, haven't they? I mean, they were always decent, but like they've very quietly become one of the best tag teams in the WWE. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, I've, I've always, since like day one, when they beat the Young Bucks, I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Give them the belts. Um, but I feel like it took them a minute just to kind of like get into this heel persona they've got where they can, again, it, it, feel, it feels like they've kind of been under the Young Bucks learning tree with this. Yeah. Where like they didn't quite have the heel characters figured out. They were just being cocky pricks like the Young Bucks. But now it's like, Oh yeah, like they like Mark went just effortlessly doing like four fifties and shooting stars, and then look at looking like he just couldn't be arsed doing it. Um, I mean, last week when they uh, they crushed Mahardy on the ring post and then shouted and they shouted to the camera, "No more kids for you, Matt." Yeah, um, which was just just <laughs> Fucking love it. Yeah, it, it's cool that like the Hardy, well, the the Andrade family office now um, has got like two of the sort of like dark horse best tag teams in. AW. Yeah, they're, they're, they feel like re- a really underrated stable of talent, which is good because mm-hmm. it means they're sort of simmering at that level now and they, they, at any point you can sort of push them up a bit. Um, Say yeah. push them up. Another thing they could do, which I'm kind of hoping they do with the champions in Ring of Honor, is have like the champions show up in Dynamite as well to kind of like cross-promote the shows. Yeah. You could quite easily have Butcher and the Blade or private party go over to Ring of Honor and feed the, ta- the tag champs oh, butchering the blade with the Briscoes Jesus oh fuck it oh fuck me that'd be a that'd, that'd be scary but you just fucking powerbombing people everywhere uh, yeah, I mean so we'll talk about the big moment of this match um, was Jeff Hardy going off the ladder well you know off the ladder it was off like the fucking ceiling beam yeah he climbs the ladder and he like there's like a 14 foot high I think he said it was window ledge and Jeff kind of like got on that, sort of shimmied across, and then hit a swanton through like the merch stand onto the butcher and the blade. Yeah. Um, he took a fucking nasty landing as well. Yeah. It's, 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 did did you see like... both Sting and Butcher's faces? Yeah. yeah. Butcher straight away was like almost no selling it, like leaning over to check on both Blade and Jeff because the way Jeff landed on Blade was well, horrible. Blade kind of pulled his legs up, didn't he? Just right before the. Mm. Right before the move hit, so I don't know. If Jeff like landed on his knees or something. Or... Jeff looked like he didn't like he didn't quite make the distance, so he hit him, and then he kind of fell off the table and landed on like his neck. Yeah, which is why Sting was like at the fear face, and why Jeff then like came crawling back to the ring. <laughs> so um, I would I thought a really cool thing they could have done here, and I think they're still gonna end up doing it because let's face it, we're getting the Hardys vest Darby and Sting probably at double or nothing. Yeah, we're also probably getting Jeff vs Derby sooner than later, aren't we? I mean, that's that, that's a match I want. They're the two matches that people seem to want right now. I also there. really want Jeffy Andrade as well. I think that's going to come soon. Yeah, um, but I, I would have, I, I, 
I mean, it's it's fine because it's the first match back with like these guys all together, and you can't like the so they shown when Sting come out uh, with Matt Hardy, they kind of shown the uneasiness didn't they with Sting and Matt Hardy because like we've literally just had a fucking war, yeah. And Matt's like, I'm a good guy now, and Sting's like, we've literally just had like a proper. It's, it's bit that classic thing, isn't it? In wrestling, where like if you're a bad guy and you get beaten up by another bad guy, you automatically become a good guy. There's no yeah. like, there's no like change of heart. There's been no story development to make you a good guy, but just because and just because Andrade beat up my Hardy, he's now a face. Yeah, it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, sort of thing. Um, yeah. But like, I, I thought they could have done that further because obviously Darby's still like very well. Sting's very cagey, the Hardy Boys. Darby's very like, sort of like, doe-eyed about them. Like, oh my god, it's the Hardys. One thing I thought would have been... You trying to tell me that Darby Allen's a Jeff Hardy fan? I refuse to believe that. I know, right? It's mad. Um, (laughs) One thing I thought would have been cool would have been, like, if when Jeff's going to go up the ladder, Darby goes to go up first, and Jeff kind of, like, big leagues and goes, no. Yeah. And Darby's, like, sort of, like, goes all, like, emo on it and just, like, glaring at him. Um, Just just something like that, just to kind of, like, give us the little tease, because I think the thing with AEW, when they get a tease for a match that the fans really fucking want, then it kind of like gets propelled, doesn't it? Like, look at it, FDR in the books. Like, we got we got that like stare down in the battle royal. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, we're going with this again. <laughs> this is happening. Um, and they built they built that out of like three like three spots. Yeah, and it, it started off with one spot where it was just like a little yeah. callback. And even I, just when they had like Santana and Ortiz or like Santana looking at Trent. Yeah, that that as well. <laughs> It's mad, isn't it? When how, how much like callbacks can like make fans who are invested. Like, in that, a pop. that pop was huge when like Santana and Dremel was looking at each other. And it was like, oh shit, everyone remembers. Yeah, it's like it's like as well though. Um, do you remember in the? Uh, it was like a Royal Rumble a couple of years ago when the Wyatt family come in and Xavier Woods. Like, it was like a year after the New Day feuded with the Wyatts. Yeah, and Xavier Woods was in the ring and like Bray turns around and looks at him and he just stops dead. Sorry, mate, that, that feud never happened. Oh no. But it, it, it's like that. Like I, I love, I love like little callbacks like that and in matches like that. Like, yeah, it, it shouldn't be as hard as it as it is sometimes. But I love that AEW are really leaning into it. Like, even if it's just like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink thing. Yeah, right. So anyway, this match sort of finishes. So hilariously, after that big like uh, ladder spot, they realize they still have to finish it in the ring. So Sting like makes it a long walk back to the ring to do the finish. Um, Matt Hardy's in there with Private Party. Sting counts Gin and Juice into what's supposed to be a... I think he's meant to hold him in the Scorpion Death Body fought, but he, he falls He was meant over. to land on his feet and he lost his balance. Yeah. But it saved it's, it quite well. They saved it. They did all right. Uh, to, and then, to be fair, the, the, way, the way it looked was that... And it, credit to Excalibur for, like, saving it on commentary as well by going, oh, he's gone for a dragon sleeper. Yeah. And Sting kind of almost... It's like almost like they had, like, a telepathic connection because Sting went to make it look like that. Yeah, and then he stood back uh, up after a, after a little bit. Yeah. But Matt Hardy just standing there with a the twist of fate ready to go for, like, five seconds. Like, come on then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have just had Matt and Mark Ben, bro. But I, I, it's a shame because I think if they had, like, landed that spot, it would have looked amazing. Yeah. So anyway, oh. yes, it's, uh, Matt and Sting both at the finishes, so Twist of Fate and uh, Scorpion Death Drop, and they've double pinned and they won. Uh, so I, I mean, obviously the Hardys. I, I can't. I don't know who the Hardys' first loss is going to be against because, like, you can't, you can't, you can't book them to lose at this point. Kind of the, the Red Hot. Have, have you seen being the Elite? Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you see the the surprise ending? But the, so yes. the, the after the post credits. 
okay, I've got a theory that they're going to do um, a TLC match with the Hardys, the Young Bucks, and Christian and a partner. But I don't know who the partner because it, the logical thing would have been Bully Wright. But then obviously, Matt, Matt Sidel dresses Edge. <laughs> Griff Garrison. <laughs> Griff Garrison, Christian just keeps saying to him. Oh, to be fair, Jungle Boy. Yeah, Jungle Boy because with crazy Jungle Sunglasses. Boy and Christian. Yeah. Right, next up then, we have, that, we, have, next up we have that FTR video package calling out the Gun Club. Real big babyface energy. This is the biggest babyface promo cut by a heel since Santana and Ortiz. Like yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, they, there was a lot of reference and hearts. Yeah. In this, in this. Um, which was a nice transition because then we got to the Varsity Blondes with yes. Julia Hart. Uh, so <coughs> this match, I mean, it was fairly rote. Um, Varsity Blondes got stomped in by Danielson and Moxley. The two and a couple of interesting things. One, uh, Julia Hart just sat on the outside looking away, all spooky. Yeah, spooky Julia. It's coming. Yeah, it's happening. It's coming. Um, and yeah, Danielson stomps the piss out of Brian Pillman, which is fun. Um, did they actually even go for a submission or did it just get called? On the stumps, got caught on the stumps, didn't it? Because he was fucking dead. Um, no, um, or did Mox come in and put the choke on him again? Mox locked in the they, they did, so the finish was they did the Mox was doing the elbows, Danielson was doing the stumps, and then Danielson locked in the label lock, and Mox locked in the bulldog choke. Yeah, and that's it. They called it after the match. Uh, Mox cuts a promo. I mean, you forget, like, in a in a in a stable that includes Regal and Danielson, you forget that Mox is also a really good talker. Yeah, Mox is probably the best talker out of the three as well. That's the thing. <laughs> like Regal's Regal's an incredible promo, but he doesn't need to say a lot. Yeah, Mox basically says that if you want to, um, if you want to hang with them, you need to prove it. You need to prove that you can handle pain. And the only way to get the Blackpool Combat Club's approval is the hard way, and they are named the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Which is hilarious because Q, thousands of Americans not knowing what the fuck Blackpool actually is. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least they're going to Google it and see that Blackpool's a really rough fucking place. I mean, it's, so, it's so funny though, isn't it? Because like, <laughs> if you just say Blackpool, it sounds like fucking hardcore. Like, oh, fuck a Blackpool. That sounds fucking dangerous. And you, you tell it to anyone in England, like, oh yeah, you mean the place where you go and see the lights and have fish and chips and, and go to the tower. On the big one. And buy some rock in the shape of a penis. Yeah. Like, you know, these are all things that actually exist in Blackpool, don't worry. Um, the most tiny town in the UK, probably. Really is. Well, Regal <laughs> used to wrestle on the fucking boardwalks, didn't he? Yeah. In like an actual, in like an actual carnival. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, yeah. the next up then, uh, we had MGF come down. And this was, I mean, some quality, as always with MGF, quality promo here where this and people of Texas... Uh, someone was a Jesus chant, presumably in relation to Wardlow looking a bit like Jesus, and MGF said that he'd basically... Um, no, it was um, that fellow who dressed as Jesus was in the crowd. Oh, was he? Oh, fair. Yeah. Uh, so MGF said that he'd crucify Wardlow just like Jesus, which got a, a nice boo. Um, and yeah, he basically just said... Uh, he, he talked about CM Punk, didn't he? And he's going to basically fight him again at some point and beat him. Yeah. And then he said he won't stop until he goes to his funeral and pisses on his grave. That's when the feud will be over, basically. Which is, yeah, fair. Yeah. And then he basically call, he calls out water. He, he sort of t- runs water down, calls him a pig. And um, he basically said the contract he signed is inescapable. And he's going to basically um, 
evict his mum from the house. He's going to crucify him. Wardlow comes out. And you get like a million security to like eventually restrain him. And he basically said he's, he's not going to punish him. He's just going to make him sit at home until everyone forgets who he is, which is, you know, a actually sound that's, strategy. That's like the worst punishment MJF could give him. That's the thing. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, like that in wrestling as well, being paid to sit at home. Yeah. Like look at, look at, um, I mean, that's what he said. He said, I'm, I'm still going to pay you, but I'm just going to make yeah. you sit at home and do none. Yeah. And just stew. Which I mean, look at look at Mustafa Ali. He wants to leave WWE. He's paid to sit at home, yeah, and just train to wrestle. So when he come, does fucking finish his contract, he's going to be like scarily fucking ready. And then <laughs> one last thing as well, MGF says the pinnacle's not finished. Um, they've never been better. Yeah. FDR are going to win next week. The pinnacle. Are, this is just this is just the inner circle is fine with inner circle cross out and pinnacle ready. I, I, I think FDR are probably leaving the pinnacle next week. Yeah, you'd think. Um, what one thing as well we forgot to mention before about the punk match was after the match, punk gestured that he wants a belt. Yes, well, so after the after punk beat Dax, he sort of grabbed his like an imaginary rope around his neck and pulled himself up. And Excalibur got it wrong, and he was like, Oh, he's he's calling back to the dog collar match. Like, no, no, that's a hangman rope, like mm. he's signaling for hangman, like clearly. And then just yeah. to clarify, he did the belt around the waist thing as well. So, yeah, he's clearly indicating that he's coming yeah. for the belt. Um, yeah, and obviously MJF said next time he beats Punk, it'll be the worst loss of Punk's career. Um, or most embarrassing loss of Punk's career, I should say. What, um, if, what if they put the belt on Punk for like a month and then MJF beats him for it? I I think um, Punk's... with. So I wasn't sure if you were going to do this till this week with the whole like Wardlow thing. I think they're going to really drag out this Wardlow thing um, for a while. I, I think that Punk's going to beat Hangman at double or nothing and MJF's going to win the Casino Battle Royal. And then double, double at the next show? Yeah. So what do you think they're doing with Adam Cole? That's, well, the thing is, if you, if you like, remember with, like, the build to Revolution, they didn't actually start the actual build build for, like, what, like, three, four weeks before the pay-per-view? Yeah, so it's double or nothing. So got, interestingly, double or nothing is in two <coughs> months' time. It's on the 29th of May. That's in exactly two months. They've got Battle of the... That's exactly two months today, yes. Um, they've got Battle of the Belts 2 on the 15th of April. I think Cole versus Hangman 2 is going to happen then. Sorry, Booking 101. Again, it, it progresses a bit on the show, but Adam Cole has stolen the title. Mm-hmm. What do you do when a heel has stolen the title? How do you get the title back? You do a ladder match. Yeah. Yeah, you hang the title over the ring and the champion's gonna get back. Do you think that's too soon to do it with um with the fact they've just done Cody and Sammy? No, nah, he won't do it for like another month. It's true. And, well no and, Battle of the Belts is literally like in two weeks. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, I mean they could always do it. I mean I, it, I, think, I, I think it'd be fine. On Friday. And don't forget you've got the thing Hangman won his title shot in the ladder match. True. Adam Cole well, has got experience in ladder matches. Based on what happened on Rampage, maybe they're going to do a six-man ladder match. Yes, I think that could be a definite like, shout. Like Hangman, winner takes all, Hangman and Jung, uh, Jurassic Express versus... Uh, Paragon or whatever the fuck they're called. Whatever they call themselves these days. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll get on with that. We'll get into that when we get to Rampage. Uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, next up then, uh, Tony Schiavone is hanging with the best friends. Finally, Wheelie Utah has had enough of Trent. 
and Trench had another really either, and they both just sort of fuck off. Yeah. Um, it was cool because uh, Trent, Trent um, asks up, like, said, like he calls uh, Regal's faction the tough guy club. Yeah. And, and then, like, you was just like, yeah, I, I love those guys, but I think you're a piece of shit. I think um, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of ready for maybe heel best friends here, you know. I think he's just joining the murder boys. Yeah. I mean, based on what happened last week. I, what if what I, if Regal's in the crowd for his pure match with Josh Woods? I think that well, Regal's absolutely gonna be there for that. Um and probably Danielson and Mox as well, just sat there. If you Mox, put yeah, you can't put Danielson in that you, build, make the, the crowd of mobbing. Well, he'll he'll prob that's true. He'll probably he'll probably show up um Let's put Daddy Regal in the crowd. Yeah, I'd have Regal have Regal in the crowd. Oh, here's here's the fucking work idea. Have fucking Regal on comms. I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> so, on commentary. Um, they haven't announced the commentary team yet, have they, for no. uh, this? I mean, it's, it's likely to be Rick and Bonnie, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe Rick and Bonnie and Excalibur, but their voices are both very similar. I mean, they're not getting praised. I can't buried them on fucking terms. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, right then, moving on. Next up, we had Adam Colby, Jay Lethal. Um, I mean, not a lot to say about this match. It was it was really good, but it was just kind of it was kind what of, yeah, it was a very Ring of Honor match. I think it was probably the, the best, the biggest compliment I can pay it. Yeah, it was it was very similar to some of the like they've had a lot of matches in Ring of Honor. Um, I I really like the fact that Jay Lethal's kind of like downfall is that he keeps going for the lethal injection and getting it reversed because people haven't well scouted. It's because Cody put it over me. It's just Cody curse. Because, mm. like, you've got, um, obviously, Starks did that amazing reversal into the air. Oh, that, was, that was so good. And then Cole did two awesome reversals in this match to it. Yeah. Uh, first one where he goes for, like, a super kick and to the back of the head, which Cole's just, like, going to live off that spot now, isn't he? Like, <laughs> just, oh, you're going to do some jumpy move at me? I'm just going to super kick you. Yeah. Like he, he did the ricochet one. He's done it to Malachi, hasn't he? In, it's uh, a hangman, like he, when he did a moonsault. He did. Um, he's done it to someone else recently. Who's he wrestled in AEW? Orange Jungle Cassidy. Boy, maybe? Orange Cassidy? Was it Utah? Didn't Utah? Uh, yes, yes. And he yes. just made them with a super Yes, it was. It was Utah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then obviously the other, the other one was that... Um, Lethal goes for another lethal injection and Cole just fucking, well, um, Red Dragon to distract him. Cole just, the ref, Cole just there, catches him with a low blow. Yeah, just hoops him in the dick. And then Le- leaves it in there for a, a added, like, sauce on it. Jogs up. Like a smash yeah. attack. And then, uh, yeah. My sunrise looked fucking scatty as well. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. yeah not- he kicked out that, I mean, the pop when Lethal kicked out the Panama Sunrise was fucking huge, isn't mm. it? But yeah, good match. Uh, Cole won with the boom, um, as you'd expect. Not a lot to say about this other than the fact it was a really good match. Um, whatever we see, he's not going to do it justice. No. Just go, go and watch it. It was really fun. Uh, so yeah, Adam Cole on the mic afterwards says that Adam Page has stolen the title from him twice. Uh, no one deserves a title more than him. Uh, he calls Page out. Page comes out. And um, they start beating on him, all three. Jurassic Express come out. 
And then as Jurassic Express come out, Adam Cole runs the other way, grabs their belts, and hands them off to Red Dragon. So now we've got a, an issue. No, he, where... did, he did that on. Um, didn't he do that on? Oh yeah, sorry. Rampage. Yeah, sorry. Here's where he steals the actual title belt. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's all. It all happened. So yeah, he steals the title belt here first. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and on Rampage, we'll get to that in a minute. But he steals the he steals the tag belt on Rampage. So yeah. Um. Next up, we're back to the Attitude Era because Sammy and Ty did sex on a belt. Hate it. Hate all of it. Next. Yeah. Um, I don't even, don't want, even want to give this like time. Just fuck it. Next. I, I would say go and watch it because watch watch Kenny reacting to it on BT this week is probably better. Yeah. Uh, and Kenny basically said what everyone else fucking thought. Like uh, the only the only the only thing the only I'll talk very briefly. The only thing I liked about it was Dan Lambert's selling of it, which was perfect. Yeah, Dan Lambert as like the top shit house like heel manager. He's when, like. He's like a fucking like a sports dad who's like his son's won like a medal and he's got like a replica medal to wear around his neck. But when he um when he like picked the belt back up at the end, like picked it up like the tips of his fingers, like it was like yeah. it, it was radioactive. Yeah, <laughs> I did um, enjoy that. Yeah, I mean the fact that it's so divisive, even with like people within the company, like Eddie Kingston tweeted saying that belt is like kind of like the symbol to remember a fallen friend what the fuck yeah while it wasn't my sentiment because obviously like um, negative ones got that belt thank fuck Um, I I didn't I I just thought it was fucking tacky the whole thing and also like prior to so prior to Cody and Brandy leaving it's clearly that this was the feud, Cody and Dan Lambert and Brandy yeah. and Pete Van Zandt. And then obviously they've left. So they've gone, oh, well, Ty and Sammy are a couple. Let's just put them in there. Um, for me, it's like Ty and Sammy were ridiculously over. I think this has hurt them so yeah. fucking much. Oh, yeah, really has. I'm, it, I'm, it, a, I'm a little concerned yeah, because, really, because Ty was on such a massive upswing and I'm really scared what this is going to do to her sort of momentum now. Yeah, genuinely made me want to turn, turn off shit the show. Like, I, I was like, what the fuck's this shit? Yeah, as we say, like, if, if you're not seeing it, go and watch BTA when you see Kenny's presumably Kate, um, shoot reaction to this. Probably shoot reaction. Also, Kenny choose and violence by asking who the fuck swear was done, done placing Kenny. <laughs> Put it right in your right. fucking face. Moving on then. Uh, Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. Uh, this is this is not what we were oh, talking. But before that, actually, we did get a really good, speaking of Swerve, we did get a really good uh, little oh, video yeah. package to Swerve and Stark. Swerve's challenging Ricky Stark for the FCW title. That's happening on Rampage. Yeah, Swerve's just great, isn't he? Two, the two of them like just need to feud for a while, I think. I, I want them to feud for a little bit more, longer than just this one match. Like, I think they are because obviously the the building team Taz versus Swerve and um, Keith Lee, but I, yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the feud. I'm, I think the promo that they cut on the promos they cut on each other the last couple of weeks have been really good. Yeah, and I like, I like, I like Ricky Starks as this like sort of self-appointed gatekeeper sort of character. Yeah, and the thing is as well is that eventually you can tell that like Ricky doing that and wasting his time doing that. You can tell, like, Taz and Team Taz are going to kind of have to step in and go, Ricky, turn around. Like, you want to go the other way. You don't <laughs> yeah. want you don't want these guys coming in 
wrestling you and then walking past you you want these guys to like be following you up the up the mountain yeah. um and I, I think I, I've got a feeling that like out of like some we were talking about um guys who were kind of like getting the sort of like the the reward for the pandemic here I think Starks is a guy who's definitely going to be getting like some kind of reward for that for the work he's put in the last like 12 18 months in AW oh yeah absolutely uh, they, all the stuff he did with the cinematic match with the sting like you know he helped out with all that Should yeah that. broke against hangman yeah uh, right then moving on then later Hirsch versus Red Velvet uh, we were talking last mm-hmm. week I had Dan on the podcast and he were, we were saying how nice it was to have like an actual women's storyline on Dynamite that doesn't revolve around the title yeah although this is definitely leading to like a number one contenders match of some sort yeah I mean it's going to lead towards title things but it's nice that this is just like an actual feud they're, 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 and it's good to see they're really giving Layla a lot to do and the big push and they really get behind her mm-hmm. um, this match so this match Chris Statlander was banned from ringside because she's I, I, I kind of don't understand the stipulation here she was banned from ringside because she stopped Layla Hirsch from cheating last time I think it's because it cost Layla the match as well yeah that was the only reason. Um, so anyway, a decent match uh, ended with a good little bit of heel work from Layla. She got a turnbuckle, um, like a post, like screw thingy, um, put one down the back of the tights, came in with another one when the ref was getting rid of the first one. She hit the with the second one, threw it away, and got the pin. Nice and easy. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah fun was... match. They do have really good chemistry together. Um yeah, Velvet's another one of those uh, people who's just improved steadily throughout the last sort of eight, 12, 18 months. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I feel like Velvet and Layla are going to be kind of revisiting this in a couple of months' time, maybe. Yeah. Maybe maybe with a title belt involved. Uh, next up then, we had a quick um, backstage room with Jade. She, she's approaching 30, you know. She's getting all excited, planning the victory celebrations. That's not going to backfire whatsoever. No. No, it'd be a shame if someone could uh, eclipse that, wouldn't it? It would. Very, very upsetting if someone came in and uh, just, you know, stormed, stormed the air. Just uh, stirred the embers. Yeah, or, you know, even just like a shiniest wizard come down. Uh, I <laughs> That'd be nice too. Uh, right, next up then, Thunder Rosa was out for a celebration with her world championship. Uh, Vicky Guerrero came out um, and, I mean, just did a did a boilerplate your foreign go back home promo basically yeah didn't, again didn't feel this I feel like Thunder Rosa's first kind of showcase with the belt it having her getting beat down was a bit I mean I, I don't mind that like a surprise bitch and someone because that's always fun <laughs> no but it, it, I feel like they could have had Rosa have like a kind like give her a flowers first after like the moment to kind of like drink it in and then on rampage or some like they could have literally done like done a nice one here and then on rampage kind of gone to replicate it and then I've Nyla just murder it. Well on rampage they could have just done what they'd done rampage because that was fine. Or just that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right then moving on to the main event. Uh, Chris Jericho and Danny Garcia versus John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Um yeah really fun match. It's always you always get your money's worth with Silver and Reynolds don't you? And you know Garcia and Jericho with Good, good for it. Good for what they are. Yeah. Um, John Silver like really looked like a star in this match. I mean, they 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 have this amazing knack with Silver, 
like he never wins, but they always give him like a big moment in every match where he looks like a million bucks. Yeah, they, he's kind of. He, don't know, don't know if I want to compare to this guy, but he's kind of like the Mick Foley of AEW. Yeah, he's he's and super that, over. He always looks good, but he doesn't, over, he doesn't necessarily have good. to win. Doesn't have to win all the time. Um, but yeah, he like. Even even like him having a hoss fight with fucking Jake Hager at ringside at one point. <laughs> it was like just and like that's not to take anything away from Reynolds either. Reynolds looked awesome in this match. Like Reynolds really didn't look out of place. No. Um, either. But Silver's clearly like the more I mean, there was a spot where like Silver, like you say, he took out every member of the JS on the outside. Yeah. Including Hager. Including Hager. It looked like Hager was going to splat him at the end, but then he, he flipped it around. Yeah. Which was cool. Jericho did Hager. a lot. Jericho did a lot of the in Jericho did a lot of the in-ring work in this match, didn't he? Which is more than I thought Jericho. he would. Yeah, Jericho took the heat as well, didn't he? Yeah. It was odd. That's the thing, like like they they really like again. It it meant it meant more the um Silver and Reynolds were Getting that kind of like offense over Jericho than it did Daniel Garcia. Because yeah, and, yeah. Chris and then Silver Reynolds got that massive near fall on Garcia near the end, which mm. was great. It was a really good near fall. The crowd was super hot for it. Uh, obviously, Jericho wins by hitting Reynolds with the bath, and then Gar- Garcia gets the win as well, which is kind of which is nice to see. Yeah. Um, I think he needed to because, it, like, they're, they're trying to kind of like trying to give him that kind of like Sammy Guevara style elevation, aren't they? Yeah, which I think he's he's, he's obviously easily capable of handling. He's he's a fantastic yeah. wrestler. I mean, he won bowler this year. Let's not forget he's a he's a made man. He, he should he should be um he should be in the Regal's made the boys though. Well, when when he gets tired of being a sports entertainer, he can come and be a wrestler again. It's fine. Do that, yeah, it's true. Uh, right then, before we move over to Rampage, do you want to hit me with any highs and lows for this show? Big fat low, Sammy and Ty. I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm with. I'm, I'll, I'll spoil it. I'm with you on that one. Just to fire it into the sun and never think about it again. Burn the uh, master, burn the master tapes. Just, just to be honest. Yeah, cut, cut it out like it's fucking Casey Vick. That's do that. Um, yeah, didn't have, didn't like that. Thought it was shit. Thought it was cheesy. Uh, even like Dan Lambert's responses to Ty calling a Lucha Horus was just fucking. Ugh. Just it, it it's just it's just fucking antiquated shit. I don't need it on my TV. Um my high, I, I really struggle to pick one here because there was two or three things that really stood out to me. I'm, I'm between two and whichever one you pick, I'll pick the other one. So I loved I loved um the Bull Combat Club stuff with the varsity blondes, I thought. Even down to like Julia's storytelling outside where she was sat in the ring and she didn't even she didn't leave during the promo. Like, we no. had to, like, brush past there. Um, and, like, even, like, when the other guys were, like, when they were leaving the ring, she was still sat there. Um, that was really cool. Uh, however, I'm probably I'm probably going to have to say Punk versus Dax. It was phenomenal. Um, we were, we'll be doing our, uh, like, first half of the year, matches of the year again, won't we? Yeah. Uh, this one's probably going to be on my list, let's be honest. Fair. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely fair. 
Uh, all right, so I'm, I'm going to pick the other one. I was between that one and this one. I'm going to pick uh, the Texas Tornado match because it was just, yeah. just big, dumb fun. And sometimes that's what you want. Yeah. That's I, I also just love the fact that Jeff Hardy's been in AW for two weeks and he's already thrown himself off 14 foot ladders. Yeah, that was nice. Um, like he's, he's like, oh, should I bet in? No, I'll just jump off the ceiling. It's fine. Just like, you know, yeah. that's cool. Uh, right then, that'll do it for Dynamite. We'll crack on to Rampage. Uh, starting out with a, a very on AEW first match. Like, it's not a type of match they normally start a show with, but it was really quite fun. Um, it was Dustin Rhodes versus Lance Archer. Yeah, it's like the dying, the dying embers of the Codyverse, this, isn't it? It's, um, just, it's just the echoes. The echoes of the multiverse collapsing in on itself. Um, yeah, obviously, Austin, Texas is Dustin Rhodes' hometown. It made sense to give him a match there. Um, two of, two and, of Cody's most famous opponents going back to haunt him. Yeah, and to be fair, this was a really fun match. Yeah, I liked I liked the little um the little detail at the start where like, obviously Lance sometimes comes out just webbing a guy everywhere. This time it was one of Dustin's students from his school, and Dustin came out to save him, which was quite nice. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like this this was no hold bar, wasn't it? No, no, I think they just took disgusting liberties. Oh, fair enough. I couldn't remember if they announced it was no hold bar or not on uh, Dynamite because uh, like the. I'd love to see these two go at it in like a death match or something. And a bunkhouse match. Get them in the bunkhouse, yeah. Bunk, put bunkhouse butch in there as well. And, uh, oh, yeah, you got to put bunkhouse butch in there. We're away. His apron and his white pants and his cowboy boots. So, big thing to talk about in this match is that Dustin, like, legit busted his eardrum. Yeah, I am. Um, the bear just twatted them in the side of the head. <laughs> Like, the, the actual hit as well, like, you could hear the impact of it. It was fucking horrible. Yeah. Thud against Dustin's head, and then Dustin had no blood in his ear. Like, he's a, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a good lad, Archer, but he's, he's very snug with his offense. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, it was, it was quite a surprising um, finish as well. Well, it's sort of, you, had the, you had the Chekhov's gun thing, didn't you? So earlier in the match, Archer had exposed one of the turnbuckles, and mm. then as he exposed it, he was the one to go into it. And yeah, uh, that was it. Yeah, Dustin wins by roll up. Then Murder Bird does a murder on Dustin. Yeah, I mean, he gets a seat back straight away, doesn't he? So, yeah, like takes slams it through the table, through the tank of his table. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I think both guys got something out of it. Dustin got the big hometown pop, Archie got to do a murder afterwards. Yeah, mm. next up, then a, a wild Lexi Nair appears, and she was pretty decent. Tomorrow, her please. Yeah, she was. She's a. Uh, she had that YouTube show for a bit, didn't she? Where she was interviewing people. Yeah, RJ City does it now. That's fun. Yeah, RJ says he's the best. Um, uh, if Lexi is yeah. going to do back, especially now that like, because it makes no sense for Tony to be on Rampage because he's not on Rampage. Mm. So if, if Lexi is going to be the Rampage interviewer, then I'm all about I that. I don't know why they have Tony go and be like backstage interviewers anyway. Because like, we've got... <laughs> I've just got this image of him just fucking legging it everywhere. Yeah, they've got like. Lexi's really good backstage interview. You've got Alex Marvez who's there. Alex like, Marvez is also there. I mean, he's, he's, a, warm, he's, he's, funny, he's a warm body. Alex Marvez is the type of guy you want to like interview Jericho, so Jericho can just take the piss out of him. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, and to be fair, he was quite good in the uh, Kenny and Don Callis stuff as well. Yeah. And he's like, why are you in Don's house? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, um, so yeah, so she alleges him to be in jail, lethal. Um, and it's a weird promo. He basically said he needs to think about what he's going to do with himself. He's, sort of, he's very contemplative, isn't he? I, I get the impression that the whole going back to the drawing board thing is going back to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Where he was where he was a big fish in a small pond as opposed to a big fish in a fucking ocean. Um, uh, speaking of small fish in big ponds, uh, Fuego dos Souls out next. He cuts he cuts a really good baby face promo. Probably better than well, much better than Sammy's one. Yeah. Well, Sammy's not a baby face anymore, mate. He just on a title. Um, he, he, he did a Brad Maddox, didn't he? No, no one, yeah. no one likes that. No one likes um, that. Uh, well, you say Fuego Dos Sol is good on the mic. He was good on the mic because he's now dead. I mean, at this point, the Fuego verse is going to be fucking fractured. It's going to be like Fuego verse of madness at this point. So, one thing I like about this when the lights were out, I don't know how they got in the ring that quickly. It was so quick. They had to be under the ring. But they were. They were put, the thing they was, were... they came back from break anyway. So. Hmm. But they were, they were, they were. It must have been like five seconds though, and like so, it was so good when they did it. It was like before you go, just like speak, and he said he wants to fight the House of Black, and the lights go out, and then they come back on, but they come back on like one at a time. So it's like boom, there's Buddy, I mean, then there's Brody, then there's Malachi. Well, these fucking rapid, to be fair, he can, he can probably move. Buddy quite. looks, Buddy looks like a fucking if a house could run down the street. If you ever see a house sprinting, that's what Buddy Matthews looks like. He is, but, his combination of size and speed is unreal. Buddy Matthews has literally like I, I think the only thing that hurts him is that his style's so similar to Kenny Omega's. Yeah. The people kind of write him off as like a Kenny imitator. And it's like Buddy Matthews is fucking obscenely talented. Like he, he's if there's a guy in that company who I honestly think probably won't be a world champion, but absolutely should be, it's Buddy Matthews. Yeah. So good. So Fuego gets a fire from the driver from Brody King, which looked like actual murder. The fucking Ganso driver. Just my 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 legit removing all of wrestling. It's it Brody to murder. It looked horrendous. It looked like he fucking killed him. <laughs> but then we get a little treat. Do, do a Google. Do a Google and look look up the one he did on Jungle Boy, and then come back and say that looked horrendous. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that as soon as we finish this. With, uh, if, you, if you get a concerned text off me later, you'll know why. <laughs> um, so as the House of Black are leaving the ring, uh, the Dark Order come down. Which okay, yeah. I'm all about this. Let's have a bit of that. I well, the only thing I gleaned from this was I want a Stu bit Stu Grayson versus Buddy Matthews singles match now. Yes. Um, put, yes. it on, put it on dark if you have to put it just just fucking like have someone film on a camera phone for me just, I, I, I haven't been this scared for Evil Uno since he fought Miro oh no Evil Uno's like absolutely gonna die well Fuego's there to eat the pin isn't he yeah they're, they're gonna they're gonna fr- they're gonna fracture the Fuego bit verse that much they're gonna end up with dark Fuego and no one wants dark Fuego <laughs> um, that's basically our angels at this point it just looks like one of our angels is really far away <laughs> It's just Alan Angels, but he kept the mask on. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up then, we had, speaking of the Dark Order, oh no, sorry, first we have more Lexi there, again, hey, good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She was backstage with Scorpio, Men of the Year and Dan Lambert. Uh, so basically, Scorpio, uh, no, Dan Lambert said that the TNT, cha- and I noticed he had TNT championships, so he's the plural, because he's also, he's co-champion. Yeah. Um, he said they're no longer subject to the open challenge. Obviously, he's a heel, so he's ending that. Um, and Scorpius guy said it's been 380 days since someone beat him. 
and they went all to the shot. They have to. They said there's no more like no more like skipping the queue. You got to earn it in the rank, and you've got to do it the proper way. I like that. Yeah, imagine it's weird that the heels are the ones enforcing the rules. Yeah, like Brit did it as well. Like back well, when the, she was jumped. The thing Cheetah. is that Scorpio had to like literally do the same thing. Then he? he was he was like he was in, he was ranked. He was like number two in the rankings, which yeah. means title shot. You have to politic with Dan. You have to turn Dan to politic for him. Yeah. Uh, right then. Next up, we had Red Dragon versus Alan Angels and Ten. Again, fun match. Alan Angels is decent. He's really good. Ten always looks great in these sort of matches where he can just come in and body everyone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, pretty much just really fun match. Um, the one thing I, I did pick up on is I feel like Ten's going to be losing the mask soon. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's such a such a handsome boy, anyway. Yeah, but every every match that he has, um, they they do something. They fuck around with the mask. They spin it around. Yeah, or they, yeah. the mask gets swung around. I think the only reason he like keeps the mask on is because of negative one, and that's fine because it's a really nice, like wholesome thing they do. But it'd be but, interesting if we get to a point in Dark Order where the only one wearing a mask is Uno. And negative one. Not negative one, yeah. But I mean, in terms of active wrestles. Hmm. Yeah, it would. Um, unless Fuego's joining the Dark Order, which it could could be happening, and could be getting Dark Fuego. Fuego del Dark. Fuego Negro. Uh, yep. Yeah, so, uh, um, Alan Angels gets to chase the dragon, and Red Dragon pin for the win. Uh, it was a fun match again. Um, there were some really cool interactions between um, Murder Goblin, Kyle O'Reilly, and actual Man Mountain Ten, where Ten just threw him all over the place, basically. Yeah, like that. That's one thing that's really like Red Dragon have done so well since they've come in is just like make the people in the ring look 10 times better than they have previously yeah it's what FTR do as well it's that sort of level of elevation yeah. at the yeah, same time at the, at the same time the run they're on it's, it's, I feel like it's really heating up Red Dragon to be credible uh, contenders for the tag titles I think Red Dragon have probably taken the belts off of Jurassic Express. Yeah, because we said this before, didn't we? Before the pay per view, like it sets the story up. Like, oh look, the books couldn't get it done. Because again, the Hardys sort of on BT this week. I don't know how canon it is, but the Hardys sort of like question books. Like, oh, why aren't you wrestling? Yeah, and it's almost like the books have lost the confidence. And it's like, oh, we we don't just busy. We you know, and they sort of like excused it away. So if Red Dragon were to go and win the titles that the books can't, then it'd be like, oh shit. Okay, here we go. This is Red Dragon have got what the books want, and they they were the ones to beat. The guys and yeah, it would have it. It just puts a bit more spice on that, like little uh, sort of animosity, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, th- I think as well though, like Red Dragon as tag champions. I mean, you just got to look at what they did in NXT, where they were they were wrestling teams who weren't really established. And as soon as they had one title defense against that team, that team was then like looked at as a serious threat. Yeah. Um, I think that's what they're gonna try and replicate an AEW because there's a lot of teams there like five five and ten is a good example of one and even Sylvan Reynolds um and we've, we've already kind of like broached their private party and uh butchering the blade that they look like they're, they're good enough they can go there they just need a little bit of kind of like nurturing to get them to it's sort of, so I said this the other week, I can't remember if it was with you on the podcast or somebody else, but it sort of feels a little bit now like prior Jurassic Express sort of they've ran through all the heel teams in AW pretty much. Yeah. 
It does. And also, if you put the belts onto Red Dragon, then you can have the Hardys win them eventually off Red Dragon, don't you? Yeah, I think the, the problem the problem they've got as well is like obviously men of the year would have been a prime candidate for taking the belts off um yeah. Jurassic I would have thought. But now Sky's got the TNT but, title. With yeah, with Sky having the TNT title, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. They could they could do like double champions. They could just have Ethan Page end up getting sick of it and either turn and face or I can see Page turning faces here. Absolutely, they're clearly hiring him. Like they, they, they've signed him to a massive extension. They want him to do something. Yeah. So and also like just just by his like his vlog and stuff like that, he's too nice to be a yeah. heel. He is a lovely. He's boy. not great as a heel, but like like I've just I watched Dan Housen's uh, new vlog last night, and uh, Dan Housen was talking about like getting a hundred thousand um, subscribers, and he was genuinely like really happy for Dan Housen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right then. So after the match, um, Red Dragon are doing a, doing a beat down. Luke Boy, uh, sorry, Luke Soros and Jungle Boy run down to save. As they do, they drop the belts. Adam Cole runs down, grabs them, and um, Red Dragon bail out. And Adam Cole gives them the tag belts. So all three of the undisputed elite, and we'll call them, have now got tag t- uh, titles that they, they haven't won yet. So there's definitely there's definitely something like you said. I think yeah, they could do a six man something when they take all match. I think that's a possibility. Battle of the Belts, doesn't it? Because why like, are you aligning Hangman with Jurassic Express otherwise? Why are you putting them together? But also, they've only got an hour to play with for Battle of the Belts. So this is like this does you two title matches in one, which yeah. is which is great. You do these, you do a women's match, and you do they a could TNT even, title match. They could even add Brit and Rosa to that belt if they really that match if they really wanted to, but I think they're not. I think yeah. they're gonna keep that'd be a, that'd be a bit too much for Clusterfuck, possibly. Uh, but yeah, def- that's definitely a way that they could probably get a two for one on the on the title matches there, um, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, then Nyla Rose backstage, um, and she makes a really good point here. So she basically says, "Oh, everyone was angry that I disrespected Thunder Rose on Dynamite," and she's like, "Yeah, well, that was the point. I'm a heel." Yeah, <laughs> Nyla Rose is brilliant. She's just <laughs> it's like you're supposed to hate it. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. What are you going to do about it? And it's like, all right, um... yeah, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, uh, and Jericho awards Nyla Rose's first ever Sports Entertainer of the Week award. Don't like that. <laughs> Don't like that. Jericho is going to be sweet until he trademarks it, mate. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he probably already fucking has. They'll have the t-shirt out next week, don't we? The thing is, it's not even that it's Sports Entertainer of the Week that I don't like. It's the fact that it indicates that Jericho is going to be on commentary all the fucking time. <laughs> That's the bit I don't like. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of Nyla Rose, she absolutely bodies Maddie Rinkowski. Uh, interesting little um, little little connection here. Maddie Rinkowski is one of Thunder Rose's students. Yeah, she is. So this is just going to be Nyla just destroying all of Thunder's trainees. Then I'm down for this as well. Red Velvet's in danger. Do you reckon we'll get bring Holland in just to drop out to Nyla? Hopefully not. <laughs> not Holiday. Uh, so yeah, fun match. Nyla goes just, just three moves and a beast bomb. Um, looks nice. Uh, next up, Cutie Marshall comes out with Aaron Solo. Uh, Hook comes out to get his Cutie Marshall Accomplishment Award. I love, I love how they sort of sell. This is a massive deal. Like the crowd are chanting, you deserve it. Um, yeah. It looks really fancy. Hook looks at it for a couple of seconds, cracks it, <laughs> cracks Solo over the head with it and kills him. Well, it was like, it was like uh, Cutie Marshall's holding it up like a fucking pane of glass, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I just threw threw a solo through it and then just walked off. As he leaves, Dan Housen comes out, tries to curse Hook, and Hook just no sells it. Is, is Hook a witch? Hook is immune to curse. They, they literally, they literally were like, um, 
saying on commentary, Excalibur. Wait, what kind of power does Hook have? It's not very effective. Um, yeah, Dan Housen um, tweeting about it all weekend. It's clearly shook him. Yeah, he, he put a picture <laughs> of Hook. It was like, how do I get his power? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting they've done this. Like, this could lead to Dan Housen feuding with Hook. Which, oh, I don't want that. No, because no. that Dan Housen's getting absolutely mad at his first feud. Dan Housen's in his gear again, though, so he must be getting close to, to Dan, full fitness. Dan Housen's kind of tea. Well, it, here's the thing. He was... When he got injured, he was he was saying on like blogs that he was kind of his goal was Mania weekend to be back wrestling because he wanted right. to be doing all shows. Um, I he, he did a Q and A, didn't he, um, on Twitter, and he was like, "Ask me any questions you want, except don't ask me when I'm coming back to wrestling because I'm not going to tell you that in a quick in a Twitter Q and A." Yeah, well, he, he did um, he did a Patreon one. Um, oh, that was the one, sorry, the Patreon one, yeah. That, that he put on YouTube, um, and people kept like. Loads of people in the comments put it, and he's just like, cast, cast, cast. <laughs> um, and then he stopped and was like, Why would you want me to spoil the surprise of when I'm having my first match and who it's going to be against? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's definitely, I mean, even him getting chased around the ring by Moxley, he's, he's obviously getting there closer to being 100%. Yeah, he's moving on up better now, isn't he? Which is great. Uh, right then, it's. Netflix. Mark Henry backstage on the split screen. You know what that means. Um, again, if this is just two guys who are just excellent on the mic, really at ease. It was a great little segment, wasn't it? The little interview. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love the fact that Ricky Starks did like his old Ricky Starks thing of just fucking being a piece of shit. Um, just, just talking down, swearing, swearing, just like stood there just listening with a little grin on his face. And then he just like very, very calmly just says, I'm going to destroy you up sort of along those lines. And he's making Austin, Texas, Swerve's house. Yeah. And then they start shouting at each other, Mark Henry, like, angry teachers. Like, <laughs> no, it's time out. for the main event. Um, yeah, I, I love all this. Like, these two guys, it's just perfect together as, like, foils. Um, more of it, please. And then this match was fantastic. Basically, yeah. I mean, first of all, both entrances, both guys were stupidly over, yeah, but in, in different ways. So, Swerve, like his music hits, and he doesn't get like a massive pop, but then as soon as he walks out, everyone's chatting, Swerve, 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 yeah, and it was like loud. And then, fuck me, when Ricky Starks' entrance music hit, I thought, like, I thought they were gonna fucking like tip and continue on that pop. Well, like, this is Ricky Starks' adopted hometown, isn't it? Yeah, he's from New Orleans, but he lives in Austin. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And he, like... But the thing is, whenever Ricky Starks' music hits, he gets, like, a huge pop. Yeah, he's super over. Considering he's never been, like, a big... He's not, like, an XWB guy. He's never been, like, a big platform. But he's just a guy who... He's just so naturally like, charismatic that you just can't help but cheer for him. But that's the thing. Like, NWA was, like, the where he kind of, like, got, made his name. And that was walked for about 15 people. Yeah, like when he's shown up as Cody's first challenger, I lost my shit, but I think I was probably like one of the only people who did. Because... I mean, I didn't know who the fuck he was, but I still, I, I, I paid attention because he, he had that presence that you just, he just yeah. demands that you look at him, which is which is incredible. Yeah, man's awesome. Like, there's a reason why he's one of my favourite wrestlers because he's just fucking great. Yeah. I mean, this match was just, it was it was fantastic. They're both, I mean, they're, they're both excellent on the mic, but they're no slouches in the ring either. Um, no, and... um... One thing that really, really surprised me was like 
how much kind of like each guy gave the other. Yeah. Like Swerve, um, considering it's his second match in, letting Ricky Starks kick out his finisher already. I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just doing that, are we? Um, and like, then he busted out the uh, shooting star off the apron. Yeah. Onto near the end, uh, there was just lots of, lots of really cool exchanges and like near misses with each other's finishes um, as well. And as I say, these two just had like ridiculous chemistry. And I think, I think like, as I think with, with like Ricky Starks, because everyone kind of like shits on the FTW title and says like a joke belt and they kind of like, they go on about Ricky Starks being more of like a showman than a wrestler. Whenever he's in the ring with a guy who's like a really good wrestler, like, like a JV or like a swear, he just kind of goes, all right, fuck you, I'm going to show you what I can do. Yeah, uh, my only slight complaint about the match was around the finish. Uh, so Hobbs attacked Swerve behind and then threw him in the ring. The ref absolutely saw Hobbs throw Swerve. Oh, yeah, the ref turned around to see Hobbs throwing Swerve in the ring. <laughs> Which they have to sort of fugs that a little bit. Uh, but it gives Swerve, the, it protects Swerve. Starks hits the Rochambeau, picks up the win. Uh, massive to see Starks beating Swerve in his second match. Yeah. Especially given the fanfare that they brought Swerve in with, I thought there was a real chance that Swerve could have won the title here. I just, I, I, I thought Starks was in danger. Not that <laughs> I, I saw that match got announced, and I was like, oh no, oh no. I, I still, I still think Starks is probably dropping it to like, I don't know, because Dante's busy with a, um, with top fight now, isn't he? Yeah, Keith Lee maybe. Nah, it's got to be someone the hook can just go in and absolutely decimate. Yeah. Danhausen. <laughs> Danhausen, Jesus. Danhausen's in danger. Um, after the match then, Keith Lee comes out and starts beating up on... Um... Well, it was cool because they did the... They had, like, Starks at his entourage and he was, he yeah. was stuck at Jericho, annoying Jericho, which was nice. Um, oh, yeah, so... They had, they had, like, well, they, they sort of they came down with a big banner, didn't they? And all of a sudden, Keith Lee just came down with the Velociraptor to Jurassic Park and murdered the guy behind the banner and they just burst through it. Yeah, threw him through the banner, the banner and then just took souls. Um, and then we... It was a really cool ending because it was just, like, literally chaos. They were yeah, all... it, it just went off the air. It was, like, Starks, Hobbs, Keith Lee and Swerve were just battering, battering each other in the middle of the ring. Yeah, um... This is absolutely ending up in a tag match, isn't it? Oh, I am so ready for it. Probably a tornado tag match because that'll be awesome. Keith, Keith Lee and Swerve versus Rick Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Just give it to me now, like right I, now. I hope that I hope that Keith Lee and Swerve bring back their uh, old tag team finisher. What was that? Which, uh, it was basically Keith Lee gets them up for a spirit bomb and Swerve double stomps them on the way down. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm right yeah. for that. I'm down with that. <laughs> Uh, right then, before we move on to, I think we might have one or two questions. Before we move on to those, do you want to hit me some highs and lows? Have you got any for Dynamite? Um, fact, Rampage, sorry, Jay. Yeah, the low was that a lot of the matches just felt like they were just there. Like Dustin and Archie just felt like it was just kind of there because it was the hometown thing. Um, same with Nile and Maddie. It was just like, obviously, it was there to progress the Thunder Rose thing, but it was just like, it was like they've kind of just gone, oh yeah, like like it, it felt very thrown together, other than the main events. Um, but I agree. Not to, say, not to say it was a bad episode of Rampage. It's never a bad episode of Rampage. It just wasn't the best episode of Rampage. And just uh, the last few have been really like, amazing. yeah. That being said, um, 
that main event was fantastic. That was such a good match. Um, I really if you, if you if you give that five minutes longer, you could have put on a pay per view. Yeah, a really nice kind of showcase for both Ricky and Swerve as well. Which again, Ricky Starks is a guy who, because he does commentary a lot on Rampage, you don't really see him wrestle much. But it, I think when he does wrestle, and as I said recently, when he's been wrestling and people have been kind of like critical of him, you can tell he's like. He's got a bit of an axe to grind. He's got a point to prove. He's gonna go up there and just tear tear the house down. I think the last his last two matches that he's had on like TV have been exceptional. And I think I think it's a big year for Ricky Starks. He's gonna lose that FTW title, but he's probably gonna gain the TNT title. I mean, that's a fair trade. Um, yeah. yeah. I, so I, was, I, I mean, I don't I don't think I really have. I don't think anything could annoy me enough to give it down. Really. Um, Obviously, the main event was a standout match, but as a just for the sake of picking something different, I'll go with um, Brody King sending Fuego straight to Hades. Oh yeah, like the the Fuego versus like all fucked up at the moment. Yeah, Doctor, Doctor Strange to come and sort it out. Yeah, the Fuego versus Madness is a real thing. Uh, right then, we've got a couple of questions. Um, three questions, to be precise. Uh, I think some we've sort of talked about a bit already, but we'll, we'll sort of retread them a little bit. Uh, all from Sarah. So first of all, is Andrade going to murder Derby? Um, probably they book him like he's Thanos, so I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but I also think that's probably gonna end up leading to something more. So maybe Derby wins. Mm, good, good shout. I mean, yeah, it, it's I think Andrade needs a big pay per view win to sort of push him forward a little bit. He needs a big, not really, other than Pac, he's not had a big win, and that was on like Rampage, which. Not everyone watches. So I think he needs a big like sh- pay per view showcase match to, to sort of hang his hat on. He, he's had those. Yeah. Uh, there, there was there was a lot of talk, wasn't it, when he first came in that he wasn't like he'd lost a step. And I, but I think those those pack matches sort of put that to bed. Even the match with Cody, it was like a nothing match where it just come from fucking nowhere, but it was a banger. And then fire happened. And then fire happened, but again, he lost that. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, he needs. He really does need like a statement victory, and I feel like Darby's the right person to give him that victory. But at the same time, I feel like the- Darby's lost. Darby's lost his last two pay per views. Well, singles yeah. matches. I f- I feel like they're gonna be they're gonna be given like yeah, like giving the story a bit more legs, which would mean that Darby would probably have to win, and then it it means they can kind of do other stuff with it. Um, who knows? It, um, I'm intrigued about that match. I think it's going to like tear the house down. It's something we talked about earlier. Also with CM Punk now showing an interesting gold. Who's he taking it off? Well, we said possibly Hangman. Uh, personally, I also don't think he needs any belt. Your thoughts? I mean, I don't think Punk needs a belt. I think it's more think a case he, of... I think the belt needs Punk a bit. Like, I think Punk would... I think they can give Punk the title. Do what do what they did with um, the in WWE with the world title when Shawn Michaels won it for like a month and it's just a name to add to the lineage. That's what I mean. I, th- I, think, I think Punk brings more to the belt than the belt brings to Punk at this point. Yeah, if they can if they can add, add Punk into their Hall of Champions and that that instantly like adds a little bit more kind of credibility to it. You don't have to say how long he's held the belt. I mean, look at like some of the people who've held like the WWE title for like a day or whatever. Yeah, right. Let's set this, let's set the record. What is the big AEW pay-per-view? Is it double or nothing? Double or nothing, I think. Is that their mania? Yeah. It's double then, or nothing or all else, isn't it? But I think give, Punk, give Punk what he wanted. Give him the main event of the main pay-per-view and let him win the title. 
I think that's what's going to happen. I think MJ, as I said, MJF wins the Casino Battle Royal. Punk wins the AEW Championship off Hangman. And then Punk defends it against MJF at like, they've got Fight for the Fall and not that long after, haven't they? Yeah. Or one of the one of the Battle of the Belts or something and MJF beats him. Not even, even on a pay-per-view. Not even on a pay-per-view, doesn't either. It's just, the, the, the thing is with AEW, the pay-per-view is the usually nine times out of ten do something to send the crowd home happy at the end. Yeah, true. Like even so, when even when like Kenny beat Christian, they brought out Danielson. Yeah. So if they if they're gonna be doing something of that of that ilk, then they need to really like do it on TV where they don't mind sending the fans home unhappy because then there's gonna be a progression in it as opposed to this is our biggest show of the year. We're gonna have like one of the top baby faces lose to the biggest heel. Well, if I mean, if you want, if you want to have MJF win it on a pay per view and send the crowd home happy, you just have Wardlow come back at the end and stare him down. Yeah, I mean, realistically, the other way of doing it would be MJF holds onto the title match until one of two nights, either the anniversary of Punk's debut, or, and or like the week anniversary of whatever. So he beats him on like the Dynamite, or he could do Battle of the Belts on the anniversary of it, or in All Out because All Out's in Chicago yeah and then he's beat Punk in Chicago again for the title and he's winning the title but again like risky business doing that oh the fans <laughs> yeah but then as you say the, the saving point could be that Wardlow then comes out and stares MJF down yeah which is an easy way to, to get, the, to get the, the fans back on side there I think especially if that's the next time we see Wardlow yeah I don't think it's going to be that long. I think they're, I think they're going to have Wardlow MJF at all else. and then they've they've got like keep Wardlow off TV till after Double or Nothing. Yeah, it's only like what two months did we say? Yeah, two months today. Yeah, yeah, it's it's enough time that they can kind of keep Wardlow like relevant, and yeah. then yeah. Right, one final question then. Who do you think is the new signee this week on Dynamite to face the bunny? Tony Storm. You think Tony Storm? Yeah, and non-compete is up around that time. See, I've been I've been team Athena for a long, long time, but it feels Athena's is up though, and she I feel like she's gonna be in the tournament, but I feel like I feel like if Tony's waiting until Wednesday, that would indicate to me that it's Tony Storm because it's literally like the day that her non-competers are. Mm, I mean, that makes it, I mean, so the more I think about Athena, the more I think like her versus Jade would be the match I want to see. I, I think she's going to, she's been teased and she's going to challenge, challenge Jade. I think she's going to be the person to, the, like Jade's next opponent to, to for like the 30 and old thing. Um, because like Jade's been like saying who's left, who's left. Mm. I yeah. think, I think that's how they're going to bring it to you. And I think for I mean, this, it's going to be Tony. Either way, I'm going to be happy. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a wealth of extremely talented women's wrestlers who um, are just, able, just about able to get back to work now, thanks to their non competes being up. And I imagine a lot of them are going to be in the own. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a good time to be, to be coming into AW because there's going to be a lot for women's wrestling on TV soon. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, right then, that'll do it for this week. Um, 
Oh, yeah, we'll be back next week when we'll know who. Well, hopefully, we'll, we'll from tomorrow night we'll find out who the mystery debut is. It will uh, will be revealed. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks very much. Are, are, we gonna, are we gonna even have time to fucking watch Rampage with everything else going on this weekend? Oh, God, I'll, I'll fit it in somewhere like while I'm eating breakfast. I mean, if, not, like if, time on if, Saturday. If we watch Supercard on it together here, we could always watch Rampage afterwards. Oh God. I don't know my body's ready for that, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> hey, it's, training, it's training us up for the next night for WrestleMania, mate. True. Yeah, you've got to put, the, got, got, got to put the reps in if you, want, if you want to play the big leagues. Yeah. Got eight, uh, eight hours a day of WrestleMania, mate. Come on. I know. On that note, then, we'll call it a day. Uh, everyone, enjoy whatever wrestling you choose to watch this weekend. Make sure you do enjoy it. Have fun. Everyone, watch The Collective. It's going to be the best wrestling that's about. I still think the best show this weekend is going to be Supercard, mate. I think Supercard's going to be a very good show, but I'm really excited for uh, the match that is going to torture Ryan's dreams for like... <laughs> Effie versus Suzuki. Effie versus Suzuki. Blood sports. <laughs> fucking banging. Um, Daddy likes it. Daddy likes it. Um, yeah, oh. it's, there's a lot of really good shows <laughs> um, and a lot of really talented people wrestling this weekend. On that note, then, we'll call it a day. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you next week for more AEW reviews. Uh, yeah, take care. Enjoy your wrestling, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. Housen.